Welcome to the Words Over Ice Show. Have a drink, whether glass mug or styrofoam. Get my best up to Ray, he's the right host. And Mad James on a sarcastic tightrope. Then there's Jason, full of opinions. Co-host with brains and the boldest intentions. Ali, that's the man making profits. Greg and Duke join us talking controversial topics. You know it get real in these interviews. We talk about it all when we bring a news. Rolling with the punches, a one-two combo. The Words Over Ice Show. Let's have a convo. All right, today we got Ali back in the house continuing our discussion of sales. So this is part two to the series. We did the last one last week. If you haven't caught that, go check it out. Uh, you can catch everything, all our shows and everything's on our website. It's wordsovereyeshow.com. Then be sure you're following on all social media at the Words Over Ice Show is the handle for everything. So hope you enjoy this one. Let's jump in. Ali, welcome back. Yo. Again, part two. Part two of sales. Part two of sales. Welcome to the dungeon of discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's funny. <laughs> but the podcast playhouse is way better. Dungeon, dungeon of discussion. Of discussion. <laughs> you have this one window here too. Well, I mean, it's it's a, it's a play off of Game of Thrones. Oof. Yeah. Oh fuck, bro. The worst. Why did you have to bring the that up right now? Series of all time. It's not the worst series. It had the worst ending. Sucks. Had the worst. Very ending. reminiscent of Dexter. De- Dexter's ending ruined the whole show. Yeah, as did Game of Thrones <sighs> ending. That's, I was upset about that, bro. Everyone was. I went for. I went Everybody to, was upset, bro. The whole fucking season sucked. I went to go eat after that. I, and I, I lived downtown, so I was walking uh-huh. for an hour. I couldn't figure where to eat because I was so pissed about the show. <laughs> this fucking show. I went to bed. Right, like I put, I, yeah. my, I literally I threw my remote. <laughs> said fuck this, and I was so upset. I'm like, I just wasted my time. I'm going to sleep. And then I went to bed. Yeah, that show definitely. I didn't want it all over. I knew I was going to sulk about it, so I'm like, I'm just going to go to bed. Otherwise, I'm going to sit here and be upset for the next hour. It's funny how invested that I feel everyone got in that show. Because like, it was, it really was, it really was a great show. Yeah, up until that last season, and they fucked it up. I thought people would have watched it up to episode three. With the Night King, and, then and just call that your end. Yeah, I was like, just stop after that. You're good. Yeah, who cares about the rest? Yeah, let it go. <laughs> like Frozen. <laughs> let it go. They're coming out with part two. A Frozen or yeah. Game of Thrones? <laughs> Frozen. Frozen. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, Aladdin just came out, man. I want to see that. Yeah, I did see Brightburn. It was, it, it was great because when Aladdin first came out, I had Prince Ali jokes in middle school. And I have those again now, which is <laughs> fucking phenomenal. Thank I don't think I'm sold on Will Smith as a genie. Thank you, Disney, for ruining my fucking <laughs> life again. <laughs> anyway, back on track. Sales, bro. Yeah, you know, it's funny, man. I was reading this um this quote, or not a quote, as a figure. It was it was one percent of all Americans make two hundred fifty thousand dollars or more. And that's just mind-blowing to me because I thought it'd be so much more, you know? So like, when people refer to the the one, quote-unquote, 1%, yeah. that's not the same number, right? No, that's... That's of the world? That's the world. Okay. This is just in America. That seems really low. It seems low, but also we're in Southern California where there is a lot more money. Yeah, maybe. And then if we go back home, like... Oh, I'm a minute from Minnesota. You're from <laughs> Illinois, Chicago, right? Yeah. You go back home, like you go to Downers Grove, you'd be like, "Oh shit, that shit in Downers Grove." There's that fucking ninety nine percent. Or I go to certain parts of Minneapolis, I'm like, "Oh shit." Think like, about that though, like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, one percent. How many people are in the U.S.? Six million. 
Uh, billion, I mean. Six million? Billion, Bro, billion. it was like six million in New York City. I meant billion. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a numbers guy. Yeah. Um, what is it, like six billion? I don't know, actually. Look it up. But you think about it, it's a crazy stat, because you, if you really think about $250,000, it's not that hard to make $250,000. The population of the United States is 327 million. Oh, I was way off. Six billion is the world. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go, Ray. <sighs> anyway, one percent is three million people. So three million people in America make two hundred fifty thousand or more. It's not a lot. There's more. How many people are in San Diego? Six million. The no. county? No, it's probably like three, two or three. The entire county? Yeah, it's like two or three. All right, so three New York be a lot. New York is six million ish. I think. Don't quote me, man. I'm not a like, <laughs> census guy. I don't do geography and all that shit. 1%. Yeah, 1% of America. Okay. 1% of Americans make 250000 or more. But it, it doesn't see, it seems off to us because we're here yeah. in SoCal where you see nice cars, nice houses. We're in an environment where you can make a ton of money. You have to make a ton of money. You have to to live. Yeah. Like, you have to. Yeah. There's no choice. You, was, you can't, yeah. Otherwise, you have, you know, three or four roommates and you're 40 years old. Yeah. Which was, happens a lot out here. Yeah. I was talking to my buddy last night. Um, he keeps trying to get me moved to his, like, building. I was like, dude, I'm good. Like, I'm solid. So I just, I was like, all right, bro, what, what does it cost? Like, what's the rent out there? Bro, it was like $3,000 a month. I was like, get the fuck <laughs> out of here, bro. For a one bedroom, you want $3,000 a month. That's a $600,000 mortgage. Yeah. $600,000. It's crazy how accepted going back to the roommate thing. Like, I, you think about roommates when you're younger, right? And how it's crazy how accepted it is out in at least San Diego to be in your mid 30s and 40s and still have roommates. Like, it's not a weird thing out here. You know, it's funny. It's, I'm sorry, you know, it's funny in New York, it's extremely normal. I have friends in New York that make, ton, they make tons of money, but they have roommates. Like, there's like three, four of them in a, in a room. Yeah. Or not in a room, but like, you know, an apartment. And um, it's just, it's more accepted there, even though they make money, like plenty of money. I'm like, whoa, it's just different because it's so expensive. Yeah. So how do we get people there? So last episode, we talked about um, some different things and, and some kind of best practices of how you go about being efficient in sales. And, and yeah, well, there's a, there's a saying in sales where everyone's wearing a t-shirt that mm-hmm. says, make me feel special. And I think that's, on the nose bro like you make someone feel special about just anything like you know what i mean like that's yeah that's like the main like someone's not gonna buy from you if they hate your guts (laughs) you know like just make them feel special make them feel valued you know make appreciate their business even say i appreciate your business i appreciate the opportunity to earn your business just little yeah little things like that like be humble yeah be humble about it you know it's just i think that's a big so how do you go how do you go about attaining it like how do, how do you how does one make somebody feel special obviously the, the first thing you start off with is like you said be appreciative yep. be nice right um don't here's what i see a lot i see when people start gaining success yep. a, a uh, cockiness comes over them yeah and not even a confidence a cockiness right they get cocky yeah real cocky yeah they get cocky and that and that portrays an arrogant, right? And yeah. and people people can feel that. You know what I mean? And yeah. 
And if that starts coming across, and I've I've had it done to me when I've talked to people, and you can just feel like they're they feel like they don't need you. You know what I mean? Like uh, I'm 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 a big shot. Yeah. And you know, it's back to the old saying that you treat everybody the same, from the CEO to the janitor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I I really like I live by that. Yeah. I live by that statement, and and you just treat everybody. Yeah. As if they're your mother. You know what I mean? Well, if you like your yeah, mother, if you like your, <laughs> I love my mom. We all, I love my mama. Yeah. So what else can you do? Like, what are some things you do um, besides the obvious ones to make people feel special? I mean, I think being upfront and honest about a situation, mm-hmm. like if you know their situation and you know something is going to be an issue or not work or something like that, you just, you be upfront about it, but just be knowledgeable. And if you don't know the answer to something, just let them know. You'll follow up. And just be cool, like just relate to them, talk to them, actually be a genuine, nice person. Yeah. Unless you're like some kind of villain, like you know, you'll be fine. <laughs> like just be a cool, good person and they'll like you because you know, that's usually how it works. Like if you're just genuine and real, they'll like you. If if it's some pushy sales guy that you know that they just see green, mm-hmm. it's not gonna work. Listening. Yep, you gotta listen. Not a lot of salespeople do that. A lot of sales, here's, it's a big, that's a big factor. So a lot of people like, you know, they got the gift of gab. They can be in sales. I'm like, eh. Not necessarily. Yeah. Not, maybe yeah. I've known a lot of people, yep. <clears throat> one in particular, you know him. I'm not going to say his name, but. He who shall not be named. He who shall not be named. You know him exactly who I'm talking about. Okay. The dude was just smooth. Very smooth. Okay. Can talk his way out of anything or okay. into anything. Um, stop pondering who it is. I'm not going to tell you. I don't know who it is. I'm sitting here thinking. <laughs> you do. You you don't know because there's a lot of people that we both. Oh, right, well, just but... tell me. I won't tell anyone. <laughs> it's our write, write it down on that piece of paper. Just tell me. <laughs> I broke my pen. Um, so just a smooth talker, right? Knowledgeable. <laughs> not not. I already see the name you're writing down. Not that one. That's not him? Who? You know him? Yeah. Yeah. Him. So he was very, very smooth. Um, if you talk to him, yep. you think he's, he can sell you fucking, you know, white gloves if you're eating a fucking ketchup popsicle type of dude. What kind of popsicle are you fucking eating, bro? <laughs> ketchup popsicle, bro. <laughs> you never had a ketchup popsicle? I have sure not. I haven't either. Um, back to my point. So you can... I've. Talked, I've, I've known a lot of people who they have the gift of gab and they people think they'll be perfect in sales i'm like it's not always about talking like i honestly like i don't i don't I sell myself yeah i listen yep. my strength is i i'm a very very good listener yeah and to my clients and i don't get on there and i don't i don't think a salesperson should dominate a conversation yeah and a lot of sales people do yep. because they feel like they want to talk you into something. And I, I think people read that. Yeah. I mean, do, do you feel the same way? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you hit it on the head, bro. Like I remember one of my first sales jobs, um, the whole thing was, okay, you, you tell them about the product, you t- turn the contract towards them, mm-hmm. put the pen down for them to sign and don't say a fucking word. <laughs> and it, it was like, it was as true as it gets. People pick up the pen, they look at it, put the pen down, they look at you. And you're not saying you're just waiting for them and you just look at them. And, just, <laughs> and then they, it was so funny how it works. And they just signed. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You just listen and they have questions. Hear them out. You don't have to, you don't have to, t- 
I feel like if you talk too much, you're talking yourself out of the sale. Mm-hmm. Don't talk yourself out of the sale. Like like Ray says, just listen. Listen and hear what they have to say. Just don't don't talk over them and keep like pounding your point home. They heard you. Now hear yeah. them. Like let them be heard. Mm-hmm. And that's what most people want. They want to be heard. Yeah, they want to be understood. They want to know that you a care. And that you understand, because it, it could be anything, right? It could be any to you. If you're, let's go to vacuums. If you're selling vacuums, you sell and see vacuums all day, every day. So you know your shit. You know, like you know it all day, every day. Mm-hmm. But a person buying a vacuum, like I've had people come in here, and some of these vacuums are fucking expensive. Three thousand. Trying to sell you vacuums here? I have. Oh shit. Well, not here. No, not in this particular Got it. house that I'm in. But when I've lived in apartments, people come by three thousand dollar vacuums, right? But if you're going to make that purchase, that's a big purchase to that person. And they three thousand dollars for a fucking vacuum. There are some. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Dyson's are like six hundred. That's a fucking three thousand is crazy. Yeah, dude. So, or in your case, Ali, if it's a house, yeah. you know what I mean. That's a big monumental moment, usually, yeah. yeah, for people. And if you're, even if you're busy, even if you're successful, and you're over there, and you're like, yeah, you're just treating them like another number, like you don't need them. Yep. Like that's not, people aren't going to respond to that. You have to empathize with them. Yeah. If they're having a rough time, like, cause especially something like a, a mortgage is a huge commitment. Huge. That's usually the person's biggest purchase yeah. that they'll make in their whole life. You're talking about hundreds and hundreds, sometimes millions of dollars. Yeah. And sometimes it's down to like, they have their stuff packed and ready to go and are waiting for a document to sign. <laughs> you know, it's stressful, you know, yeah. like. It's very, or or they're selling a place at the same time and moving into the new one. And you're like, oh, fuck one of those deals. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's stressful. So be empathetic. Like, get it. Like, I'm sorry. Like that you're having a hard time. Like, you know, whatever, just empathize with them. You don't necessarily have to apologize, but just empathize with them. Yeah. So make them feel special. You always have to agree. I think not, I mean, not agree, but you have to at least acknowledge and it's kind of like the client's always right. Client is always right. Yeah. When they're wrong, you don't want to get in a back and forth with them. You don't want to just shit them. Mm-mm. I understand your concerns. No, don't be, what, do not be confrontational. Do. Yeah, don't. I have that happen, like, where someone wants to, like, yell at someone else. And I was like, hey, I was like, when I was a manager, I was like, hey, I was like, don't do that. No. Like, don't yell at someone. <laughs> no. There's no need to justify yourself. Just listen to them, hear them. Yeah. Let me know what's up. They yeah. want to be heard. That's it. And there's a difference between people saying, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, um, if, if someone's saying, you know, you don't understand, or you're saying yes, 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 but you're really not listening, and you're just saying yes to go back to the same point you were saying before yeah people will read through that yeah absolutely people can tell you bullshit most of the time even if you think you're really good at it they're (laughs) like all right dog you're full of shit yeah so make them feel special um how about mistakes man let's talk about some mistakes because there's a lot of things you can do to be but there's a lot of mistakes that can that, that people aren't aware of that can really kill a deal or or your sales i make mistakes all the time Everyone does. And I fail all the time. And I, I I don't know if you remember my old office when we had we we're in the same company. Um, I had um I had that thing on my wall that was famous failures. Yeah, do you remember that? And one of them was Michael Jordan. And certainly missed... Michael Jordan got like no the Michael Jordan when he was he was cut from his high school team. That's a basketball. lie. By the way, go ahead. What do you mean? He talked about it. It is uh, a lie. Hall of Fame speech. He didn't. Get, he never got cut from his basketball team. He didn't make the varsity team as a freshman. Whatever it was. So he played on his freshman team. Okay, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> okay. Calling you out, MJ. Fucking liar. Listen, don't ever talk to Michael Jordan like that. Hey, he's, he's the man. He is the man. But anyway, so anyway, 
I had this thing, Famous Failures. It's like six different people, like Oprah, Michael Jordan, the Beatles, Steve Jobs, like Steve Jobs getting fired from Apple, Michael Jordan, whatever Ray said, not making his varsity <laughs> team, whatever the fuck it was. But it's Famous Failures, and I think like it's okay to fail and make a mistake as long as you get back up and keep trying. You know what I mean? And yeah. some mistakes that I've made is... You know, dude, I don't even know where to start with mistakes. I've made so many. I think, I think one of the mistakes I made was being unrealistic, like with myself. And mm. I think I talked about this in one of the podcasts where we talked about debt. I was just unrealistic with myself, where I thought, "Oh, I'm good. No, I'm good. Like I'll be okay." And oh yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Okay, things went very south, and I was just kind of like, "No, I'll be. I'm fine. It'll work out." And it didn't. So that changed into me having to put more hours in changing how i do things working starting work at 6 a.m leaving at 10 p.m doing things i didn't want to do because i was not willing to give up and fail so un- unrealistic you mean like you mean like a number or dig, dig, dig into that for me a little bit so Unre- i can understand it better realistic i mean that can go we can go to a bunch of different avenues with unrealistic okay but i think the main thing that in my story, it was, I was unrealistic with myself. Not as far as like a goal. Mm-hmm. I think goals should be unrealistic. I think they should be grandiose, huge goals. But unrealistic without where I actually was. Like thinking, okay, I'm cool. I'll go to work for a few hours. I'll do, you know, I'll kind of mail it in. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like not really try as hard. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, it, I was not realistic with myself. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's the main thing. So like I said, that changed in me having to work like 12, 14 hours a day, you know, a bunch of days a week, like paring things down and just hitting it hard and changing what I do and really grind myself to the bone to be successful. Um, so just kind of be real with yourself. Like, where am I actually right now? How can I change that? And what can I do? So being unrealistic with like where you are is not, you want to know where you are. Just be real with where you are. Yeah. I think that ties into, in our last episode with part one of this, we talked about, you know, thinking you're going to work nine to five. You're not working nine to five. That's unrealistic. You're not working nine to five in sales. <laughs> and you might, and that doesn't mean you're going to work from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day. You're going to, you might have breaks in between there, but no. to think your, your quote unquote office hours or when people are going to call you is from nine to five and you shut down at five o'clock. Yep. That's an unrealistic in this day and age. Oh, I want bankers hours. No, the fuck you don't. <laughs> You want that, to that see term my bankers hours? hours, dude. Bankers hours is long gone. That's a thing of the past. That's maybe if you're working in a branch and taking deposits and shit like that. Yeah, I'm. Mean, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but if you if you want to make money, right, and you're in sales, there's not no bankers hours. Retail, yeah. Retail has hours, yeah, and you shut down. Yeah, sales does not. But have those hours. are like starting positions. They're like they're those like, are entry level. Yeah, they they springboard you to something else. Yeah, they can. Yeah, so I th- think. You definitely need to be like in the, you need to be in the minds of set of you're going to work a lot of hours if you want to be successful at sales. Yeah. And you got to work smart. So that was, that was probably one of my biggest mistakes. I just wasn't real with myself. I thought, okay, I'm fine. I'm good at this. I know how to do this. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I wasn't fine. I, I told you the story. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was a big mistake, but I'm glad I went through it because it definitely put me, you know, on, on so, edge. So those of you who want to know what he's talking about. Go uh, listen to the debt episode with Ali and myself, so we don't have to jump into it here. Um, I think one of my biggest mistakes, and that I've learned, is don't let off the gas when you have an engaged client. 
Yes, huge. So I've I've done that a few times where you you might have a application signed and you're like, oh, good, I got them, I hooked them. Yep. And then you let off the gas with, you know, it's almost like like uh, like dating, right? You you date someone and you do all this shit in the beginning and then you let off the gas. Oh man, I'm so guilty of that. <laughs> Everybody is. I stop texting. I'm like, oh. <laughs> everyone is right. Um, it's almost like getting comfortable in sales. Like you 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 hooked them in. And I've done that so many times where I start cruising and it does two, it doesn't, oh no, it does more than two things. It does a few things It a, you can get lax on the quality of work you're doing for that client. So if you're, if you're do if you're in my industry, like if I'm closing a loan, um, a real estate loan, maybe it's not going as fast as it should be because I'm not paying as much attention because I, cause I, I relaxed on it. B, I'm not giving that person, I can stop, I, I have done this, been guilty of not giving that person the same amount of, t- of attention and touching in and touching base with them every day. And guess what? They get a wandering eye. Yep. You know, and someone comes in with a, you know, dozen roses and, and some chocolates and, oh, they st- and they steal them from you. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's happened. It's happened to me a few times where I've lost deals because I've let off the gas thinking I had it. That and thinking i've hit like you've mentioned before hitting goals yep like i'll have a it could be even an approved loan right and saying oh i'm good it's in the bank yep. like a deal is not closed till it's fucking closed it's closed yeah fuck <laughs> Just, no one sees me but i'm shaking my head <laughs> i learned that the hard way there was yeah. so many times like man i'm gonna get paid like i got you're already, I get, you're already booking your trip <laughs> yeah you start you start putting you know the the horse before the carriage and or the carriage before the the horse before the carriage it's just the carriage yeah horses pull a carriage <laughs> <laughs> i've never been in a horse and carriage you ever seen a horse pull a carriage right <laughs> you know they pull push the carriage with their face <laughs> They're not behind the carriage? No, they don't push it with their head, right? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but I, I think um, you're kind of talking about something I, I kind of live by, too, is you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. You got comfortable, so that kind of got your edge away from you mm-hmm. in that scenario, right? When you think you have the client, I got them. You're mm-hmm. comfortable. I got it. No, we're good. Yeah. You have to be uncomfortable. So you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable, yep. especially in sales. Never think you have it. Nope. Because the minute you do, that it's person gone. behind you is chasing you up the hill, and you slow down to take a selfie. Yep. And they're just still running full speed to catch you. Yep. You slow down. Um, if, if you do, like you just said, man, you slow down, and, and a lot of things can happen if you take too long. If you take too long to close a deal, bad things happen. Yeah. And sometimes it's inevitable for deals to take long, but that's understandable if you're still doing what you need to do. Yep. But if it takes unreasonably, you know, it, just for no reason, because of your own, you know, letting off the gas, it takes too long. Bad things will happen. You will lose the deal. You'll fuck up. You'll fuck something up. Um, it just a lot of. It's good. It just goes to sleep. I'm talking about the screen. I just wanted to see the timer on it. <laughs> I don't want to break your rhythm. Oh well, you did. Thank you for that. <laughs> you see what happens? You got comfortable, and all of a sudden, I was like, bam. <laughs> Um, but those are two, that was probably the biggest mistake that I learned from, um, but some other mistakes, nothing. No, bro. I've made tons of mistakes. Um, I've, I've made so many mistakes and I mean, I think being afraid to make mistakes 
yeah. when I first moved to this new company, I was afraid to make mistakes. I was like petrified to make a mistake. Yeah. Um, and that kind of hindered me until I got a little more like familiar and comfortable with the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's helped me a lot. So don't be afraid to make mistakes and ask questions um, and learn like your process and stuff like that. You really need to, it's okay to make mistakes. You know, you just have to learn from them. You know, it's another one that I used to do because I didn't want to sound stupid is always agree that I knew what the client was talking about, even when I didn't like, oh, I had no man. idea. <laughs> oh man. Like it's okay if you don't know what the hell they mean. Yeah. It's totally fine. Just yeah. say, you know, I'm not sure I can get that back to you. Let me make sure I get you the proper answer. Right. Just something like that. Just so they know you're working on an answer. And then call your boss, but Hey, what is this answer? Yeah. Or, or if they're talking about something and you know, some restriction or law or some type of property and they say, have you seen this before? Have you seen this type, like this type of structure before? And I've done it a few times when I was when I was young and, and kind of green in it. I'm like, yeah, because I'm like, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Is that the voice you used? Hey. This is the Kermit, the Kermit voice. Oh, uh, everyone, just so you know, Ray has the best Kermit the Frog impression. I can't do it when you put me on the spot. I, I, I know, but it's really, really good. <laughs> but thinking and, and agreeing with them because I didn't want to look like I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's okay. And I've learned, I'm like, no, you know, tell me about that. What what is yeah? What is that new rule that's in place or whatever it is that they're talking about? Yep. And they really like they don't give a shit. Sometimes they like they're like oh, let me I get to talk more. Clients yeah, like to exactly. talk. Exactly, people like to talk. Yeah. So don't be afraid to make mistakes. They're going to happen, but definitely learn from them. Um, there's a lot of positives and negatives in sales. Tons. Do you want to jump into some of those? There's positives positives that are also negatives. And I mm-hmm. think the biggest one that we can both agree on is free time. Yes. You are pretty much able to do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And it's horrible for you too. If you don't have like some kind of structure to your day. Oh, it can kill you. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to wake up at 10 o'clock, go to the gym, Dude. you know, eat lunch. Oh, okay. I'll go to work now. It's one o'clock. Oh man, it's like four <laughs> o'clock. I better beat traffic. So wait, you went to work for three fucking hours. Yeah. That's it. Uh-huh. And I, I've had days like that. I've had days like that where it's like, whatever like you have a house guest or you went out or you're back from a trip or whatever it is like and you just take that day it's not normal it doesn't happen all the time and i get it that's the benefit if you have something you need to handle you can handle it Mm -hmm. but don't make that a habit yeah it's definitely a gift and a curse and i've seen a lot of people drown and you really 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 and i and i caution anyone who gets a job where you have that kind of free reign to do what you what you want it's it's awesome because you, you do, even if you work for a company, you, it's almost like running your own business. Yep. You have to think about it like that, right? If you ran your own business, uh, if you're in a company, I'm saying, and you, if you think about it, if you did have your own business, would you only work in that business? Say you ran an auto shop. Are you only going to be there three hours a day? No. Is that ever going to make money? No. Like you have to treat it the same, the same way. This is your business. You need mm-hmm. hours of operation. You need to put in the time. And it's... Like, it's easy, you know, especially, especially in Southern California. Dude, we both know about (laughs) someone that moved here from the Midwest Uh and was fascinated by how nice it was all the time. (laughs) This guy was a top producer in the Midwest, right? He was like one Mm -hmm. of the top guys in the company, right? He was, yeah, dude. He was, uh, yeah, I think he was up there one or two. And the guy like walked on water to the company, Yeah, moved here and was shocked how nice it was. They couldn't do anything and got, got fired, right? Yeah. He got fired. I think within like a year. Yeah. 
That's quick. And it's yeah, the, the sunshine can get you, but it's not going anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. It'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll rise again tomorrow. I see that a lot, dude. I see people, um, they go out and surf. You go to the beach. It's always... Oh, bro, come on. We worked with... Uh, with someone that used to walk in with their surfboard it's like all right dog it's it's 10 o'clock you're walking with your surfboard right now <laughs> you know what i'm talking yeah, about <laughs> yeah no dude have or they you know you leave because it's such a nice day and it's just a, it's it's tempting to leave you go to happy hour or whatever right <laughs> yeah we, we've done that a couple yeah, times too dude, I mean, but we didn't do it every day yeah no no it's fine to do it once in a while sometimes you have to do that because you know that runs into like networking yeah. You know, I mean, network is a huge part of the job. Networking is a massive, massive miss by a lot of people. How do you network? I mean, just talking to everybody that I can about it, but going to networking events, like, mm-hmm. like we were saying on the last podcast, part one, you have to kind of have your identity as what you do. Like people have to know, I know I do mortgage. Yeah. Kind of like everyone knows Superman's a superhero. He's got an S on his chest. People have to know I'm in mortgage. When I walk in, they have to know I'm in mortgage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So talking to them, networking events, going to functions letting people know and just introducing yourself like anytime i go start at a new company or a new office i go to my competitors next to me and introduce myself hey just want to introduce myself in case there's something you can't do that i can do or i can do that you can't do mm-hmm. we have each other's contact info and you'd be surprised i get a lot of business from other lenders because they so do can't I. do a deal yeah and i feel like that's a big miss for a lot of people because they're so like you know marked into what they know that they don't realize they can get business outside like yeah. why why would you not want people referring you business? Yeah. It's work you don't have to do. It's a, that's a huge referral. that's a huge miss and a great point. Other other people in your in your profession mm-hmm. are great, great referral sources. Yeah. And people I think people get scared, like, oh, you know, it's it's the enemy, it's the competition. No. There's so much like I tell everyone, man, there's more than enough for everybody. Especially here. Yeah. There's more than enough for everybody. You can have competition. It's fine. There's still plenty for you to feed on. Yeah. Right. And the different, the thing is you are going to have competition and you are going to lose deals to competition sometimes. And that's just the nature of the game. Yep. Right. But there's a difference between every, everything you do and your competition. You guys do little things differently. Yep. Right. And if you befriend those people and you understand what they did, and that's another thing is knowing your competition and yep. what they do and what they offer. Um, like you said, man, I get a lot of deals from other, you know, uh, from my competition, a yeah. lot of deals. And like, hey, man, because again, you build that rapport and they're cool with you and I'm cool with them. And, and, and you do it because you find people who are like you and I, Ali, who care about the client yep. or a good salesman. Yep. And I've done this a ton of times. Like, listen, I can't help you, but I know someone who can. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then a lot of times like that person's going to appreciate it. Like if I'm referring to you, Ali, and if we did the same thing where I'm commercial, you're, you're residential. So it's different. But if I were, if I was in residential and I said, Hey, I know, you know, Mr. Smith wants to do this. I can't do it. Yep. Can you help him out? Yeah. You, a lot of times you get the, you know, the benefit. They say, yeah, I'm going to help them, but they don't, they don't go after the, they help the client with that one yep. need yep. and they still understand it's your client yep. most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a huge part in just understanding that maybe that person's not going to benefit you ever, mm-hmm. but you have that connection with that person. Yeah. So if there is a deal they're going to refer out, and you can do it, it's going to go to you versus someone they don't know across the street. Yeah. And that person is more likely to do business with you because it's a referral. Mm-hmm. They're saying it with realtors, seventy-one percent of all 
um, referrals from a realtor, like as far as like lending, mm-hmm. they say 71% of those clients go with that lender. So if the realtor's referring them to a mortgage officer, yeah. 71% go with that person. Yeah. That's huge. That's a huge <clears throat> statistic. Mm-hmm. So if you're not out there, and this could work with just not just mortgages, anything. If you're not out there meeting people and letting them know about you and just following up with them too, you follow up with your circle of influence too, that's a mistake. So you need to network. Yeah. Get yourself out there. And if you're afraid to talk to people, I did this in college. This is what um, one of those companies taught me that I worked for was go say hi to six people a day. Just say hi. Not text message and Facebook. <laughs> actual people that are walking around, just say hi. And that's it. Don't sit there and have a conversation. Just ask, hey, walk about, hey, how you doing? Just walk. Gets you more comfortable. Just gets you more comfortable with like talking to people. Yeah. You know, that's something that I did when I was younger. Yeah. So I think networking is huge. When I, when I mentor kids at San Diego State every semester, and mm-hmm. I always take them to networking events. Yeah. And seeing what they do in their reaction is mind-blowing because i oh it makes me think of what i was like in college and i was like what was i like was i that nervous (laughs) like some are great at it yeah but most are not most of them are afraid of their shadow yeah i think it comes back to not being confident do you remember that one kid i had that one time alex um the um the kid from cineo state i i'm i've met a few of them so i used to take he was really shy because english was the second language Mm-hmm. But I used to make him go. So he'd come, and one thing I would do is I would make him go to other offices that he was interested in working in yeah. and ask for a manager or supervisor. And I'd go with him, and a kid would be nervous, and I'd just tell him, how this is what you're going to say. And guess what, bro? He fucking got one of those jobs. He called me like a couple months him. after the program. Yeah. He got one of those jobs. I was like, dude, see? Like, you to put yourself out there, man. You have to. Like, that's kind of like, like if you have a friend that's single, and all they do is go home after work and watch TV. <laughs> And they don't go do anything. It's like, well, what do you expect? They're, they go home and watch TV for the rest of the night. They don't go to the gym. They don't talk to anyone at work. They don't socialize. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're on Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or whatever the fuck the new one is, you're not really going to meet anyone. Right. So you, yeah, you, you got to get out there. You got to get yourself out there. And that's how it works in business. You have to get out there. Yeah. Being good at business is like being good at old school dating. You know? Yeah. It's kind of the same. Right? Yeah. It's a contact sport. Exactly. And everything. Everything. So that's one big avenue of sale or of uh, of getting sales is networking. Um, some others is real simple. A lot of people don't do it. Is if you do close a deal, say, "Hey, here's some of my cards. Yep. Let me know if I can help a family or friend." Let me know. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. Right. Yeah. It's very simple. Referrals are huge. Yeah, they're the best. They're the best. Mm-hmm. Like- um hit the phones use email campaigns cold calling still works cold calling still works uh it, it works it works to build a pipeline for the future is what i yeah. come to realize yep. cold calling doesn't often help to get you a deal it, right away it's never the first call right ever but it helps you to build that ongoing pipeline right yep. um so even even the best of the best. Like I'm at a point and I think you are as well where I could literally, I could sit back and not make a phone call. Like I wake up every morning and I have probably yeah. three or four deals in my inbox to look at every morning mm-hmm. before I even wake up. Yeah. But I still cold call at least. I try to make at least 20 calls a day. Mm-hmm. When I first started, I was calling those couple hundred a day. Yeah. Right. But now yeah. obviously as you get going, there's more shit that takes up your day. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But 
because now I wake up and instead of calling the first couple hours, now I'm working through deals. But I got there because I made all those calls up front. So cold calling is always a way to continue to build that pipeline for the future. Um, and use your resources, man, like social media. Huge mess. Yeah. Social, like Huge mess. LinkedIn, Huge mess. Instagram, whatever you can. Like Instead of posting that fucking boomerang of drop, <laughs> what is it that girls do now? I don't, I don't know. What's that shit where they pop the, their, they their ass jiggle on the Instagram? Twerk? Yeah, instead of twerking on the fucking boomerang, <laughs> promote your business on your Instagram. Uh, you just aged yourself so bad. I can't remember what it was called, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was saying? The ass jiggling on boomerang. The twerking. The twerk. Instead yeah. of twerking, promote your business. <laughs> Maybe that is their business, Holly. I'm not buying that shit. <laughs> I'm not going to buy from someone twerking on the boomerang. Um, whatever the fuck they're selling, I don't want to buy it. So you use many, <laughs> use many different avenues. Don't, don't be a one trick pony. Don't be a one trick pony. Like I, I heard this thing, like is like when they go fishing, like actual professional fishing, they don't cast one line. They cast like nine lines out there. Yeah. Cause they need more opportunities for you to bite. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Like that's kind of like, it's kind of funny. It's like kind of like, I mean, we both love basketball. It's kind of like if Steph Curry goes out there and shoots one shot, it misses, and then he just runs to the locker room <laughs> and just starts crying his eyes out. It's like, all right, dude, like you got to take a few more shots. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Boom. Wayne Gretzky. Michael Jordan. People think it's Michael Jordan. It's Wayne Gretzky. Oh, well. Yeah. I wish it was Michael Jordan. <laughs> um, another big thing is the continuing education, learning, training yeah, in your job you definitely have to always be learning like yeah. my grandfather's a doctor he's abo always be learning my grandfather's a doctor he's, 90, <laughs> he's 93 years old and he still reads the the latest medical updates doctors fucking especially man there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of doctors who went to school in the 80s yep who still fucking use that knowledge today um Doc, but doctors lawyers like everybody I'll be honest, man. I feel like that just goes to any profession. You have to keep learning. Even like in my job, there's updates every single day. In your job, there's guideline updates, tax changes, like everything changes. So you you have to be learning about it and you just have to learn. Like you have to, and you may not get that at work. Maybe you're not getting that from training, but you can do your own. Anywhere, dude. Yeah, you can do your own. YouTube. YouTube it. Honestly, use YouTube, Google. You can find free training everywhere. But. If you're in the commercial industry, there's podcasts. Podcasts is a huge way to learn. Yeah. Right? If you're, you're listening to us now, maybe you're interested in learning more about sales. Boom. Or, you're learning. Yeah. Exactly. Or if you want to learn about how Ray does that Kermit voice, we'll <laughs> get to that later too. <laughs> um, but continue, continue to learn. Yeah, honestly, like it's continue to, to, to sharpen your tools and, and, Learn something new about your profession every every day. And you know how they say millionaires read what? Yeah. You read an hour every day? Yep. Invest yeah. yourself in your profession. I, I remember when I first started with uh, the company we were both with, I met a high up. And I said, I said, how do I, what do you do? She's like, honestly, she's like, I print a guideline every day and I read through it every single day. Just a guideline? So, yeah, like it'd be a product guideline. Oh. Because there'd be so many of them. Mm-hmm. Like I just read through it every single day. Yeah, a different one. I pick one a day and I just read through it. And that was before the iPad and stuff like that. Obviously, you could just read it easy, but you just you read the stuff and you learn it, and it may change, but that's okay because now you know the basic groundwork. You know, I used to read tax returns. Yeah, that's always fun. No, just boring shit in the world. No shit. 
when I did when I first <laughs> when I first started, I had no idea how to read a tax return. So I legit would take tax returns home and would line by line read a fucking tax return until I figured out what the hell I was talking about. Tax returns are complicated, man. And they just changed them again this year. They yeah, I know. More I hate them now. I don't like the new structure. The new one's weird. Yeah. It's hard to find something on it. I think, um, you know, I wanted to ask you about, like, we were talking about positives and negatives in sales. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the big things is being self-motivated. Yeah. Because you have to motivate yourself. Mm-hmm. What do you do? I mean, I know what I do, but what do you do to self-motivate yourself? Because that's, that's a big part of it. Like, you don't have a lot of structure in sales. No. You know what I mean? So yeah. how do you self-motivate yourself? Oh, um, honestly, like, I always strive. It's never been a money play for me. Mm-hmm. Right, and I, I don't say that in the sense like I don't care about money. Everyone, everyone cares about money. I was about to walk out of this fucking <laughs> playhouse or dungeon or whatever the fuck it's called. The dungeon, <laughs> the dungeon of discussion. Um, I've always just wanted to be better. I've always wanted to be the best yeah. at what I in my position. Yep. So what motivates me is to get on and, and be working before everyone. Yeah. Right. So I wake up yep. at four thirty every morning. Even today, it's a Saturday. You woke up at 4.30? Yeah. Oof. Woke up at 4.30, I went and played basketball. Like, I try to do all my shit early. So what motivates me is to get in and to respond to everyone because I want to be the first person that they, you know, if you, if you left me a message, you know, last night or in the morning, I want to, res- I want to be the first person you hear from right yeah. away. Right? So I want to get through all the deals. I want to be able to just be responsive and be up and awake and and just be ahead of the game. You know what I mean? So that's really what motivates me to be able to like, it, by noon, I can say I probably put in more work than, than people do in, yeah. in the entire day. Yeah. That's what, honestly, that's what motivates me. Yeah. And to say at noon, I can like, when my, if, if I call, you know, my boss or whatever and say, you know, they say, oh, have you done X, Y, Z? I'm like, oh yeah, it's been done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when I do that, it leaves me the opportunity to now go network more yep. to focus on that part of it because I've gotten everything out of the way. So my, my real big motivation is to be, and honestly, like I literally pick people out who I, who I, who are good, who I respect and who are good. And I, and I see what they're doing yep. and I say, what can I do to be better than them? Cause there's people that are going to be smarter than you. Yeah. I'm not the smartest dude in the world. I'm not right. Come on. <laughs> I'm not, dude. I'm I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm not the most knowledgeable. I'm not the best at credit. I'm not the smoothest talker. I'm not. There are people that are in my company, in in my field, that I outperform. That are maybe smarter, or you know, whatever. That that have more skills than I do. But I just outwork them. Yeah. Plain and simple. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge, and that's that's where you're gonna excel. Is you can outwork the smartest person. Mm-hmm. And outwork, and let me, let me like, let me clarify that. Cause a lot of people think when you think outwork, you think really long hours. It doesn't have to be. Sometimes it is yep. depending what you got going on, but it's, it's just your, how much you put into it. You know, like in an hour, I think I can do more than an hour than most people do in three or four yep. is what it is. It's the efficiency of it. You know what I mean? So a lot of people confuse that again. They say, oh, you know, I work, you got to be up, you know, work 16 hours a day or whatever it is. And you don't know, you don't have to, but when you're working, you better fucking be working. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's how I 
self-motivate. Yeah, look at look at Instagram later. Yeah, Shut, put your phone down. Yeah. Put your fucking phone down unless it's a client calling you. Look at Instagram later. Mm-hmm. You know, look up that car that you're looking at. Look that shit up later on at night. Yeah. All that stuff. When you're working, be focused on work and just go. Like, you have to go. And that's why I wake up early. Because when I wake up, typically I go up, I play basketball for an hour or two. I work out right after I play basketball. I shower. I have a shake. That's all. I'm done by eight. I do all that before like 7.30, 8 a.m. normally. Sometimes I call you in the morning at 7.30, 8 o'clock. That's me on my way into the office after I've done all my personal shit. And I'm already revved up because I get your juices flowing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's a huge thing too. I think that's one of the... One of the seven seven habits of a of a is it successful highly effective people? I think it is. Oh, I never read that. I didn't either. But I think one of them is like waking up and I know it's a very common denominator in millionaires and 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 self made millionaires and really successful people yep. is working out in the morning yeah, really early, be, beating the sun up. Yeah, is what I hear them say. Yeah, I beat the sun up. <laughs> it, dude, it works. It works because it sets up your whole day and it puts you in a mood. Fitness in general puts you in a mood, but it just gets, like I said, it gets your juices flowing. And now, instead of waking up at 7.30, what I see a lot of people do is you get up at 7.30, you dress, you get into the office, and it takes you an hour to get going. And then, really, you really don't, even though you're there, you don't really start working until 11 o'clock. Yeah. Because that's when you get rolling. You get in, you plug in, turn on your stuff. Yeah, you're moving slow. You decide to go to Starbucks, go to Starbucks, then come back. Go get your coffee. And it's lunchtime. I gotta have lunch. Yep. Like... So when you, even though you're in the office, like when I am in the office, my day is started and I'm cranking. That, that's, that's huge. Yeah. So. What, what I do for um, my self-motivation is um, I write my goals down every day, like what I want, what I want to accomplish, mm-hmm. small ones and bigger ones. Um, but then if I have something to do, like, let's say I want to make phone calls. Yeah. I'll set a number. I'm going to make a hundred phone calls and I'll hash each number down. I'll write it all down. Right each single one because i feel like it's important to have a goal to like hit yeah if i just have to make unlimited phone calls well i'm not gonna want to do it right that's kind of like an example i heard like where if someone's chopping a tree down and they're blindfolded they could stop it's kind of like that meme you see where the guy's like digging under the ground and one of them stops because he's tired then there's the other one that's digging and the diamond is like right behind where the other guy stopped like if you put like i've never seen that you never seen that meme sounds like one of the old old school video games it's like a cartoon meme but pretty much, if you have a number in Dig mind, Dig Dug is the name of the, the, the game. I've never played that. <laughs> it's kind of like if you have a goal in mind, if you have a number there, you're more likely to hit it than okay. I'm just gonna make calls all day. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make a hundred calls. You look I do up that. here at fifty. Okay, cool. I have fifty more to go. Versus, I've been calling for three hours. I'm tired. Okay, but in those three hours, how many calls did you fucking make? Yeah, fifteen or fifty. Like. I so do that as well. With, yeah. with when I cold call or when I call, I do do that. You know, I write, I mark it down, Roman numerals. You know, one, two, or not Roman numerals. Just I, so um, everyone knows, Ray is exa- doing an example <laughs> on his notepad in front of me, so I, I know what, what his his process looks like. I write it. I do. I make little tick marks. You know, one call, two call, and I do in <laughs> one call, two call. It's not like the count. <laughs> a one. That's a who. <laughs> But yeah, I, I can't, for phone calls, I do do that as well. Because otherwise, and, yeah. and the reason I do that is because I, I find I get through them faster. Yeah, and like, not even that, just like if you're door knocking, if you're prospecting, yeah. I'm going to visit 10 people today. Yeah, I'm going to pass out 10 business cards. I'm going to meet three realtors, whatever your number is. 
set that number and hit it. Commit to it. Don't stop because you had 20 good calls when you're supposed to make 100. Keep making your fucking 100 before you go to lunch or whatever that number is before your next Starbucks break, whatever it is, you know, like just commit to that number and do it. Yeah. I agree, man. It's a lot of good stuff. Um, so anything you wanted to add before we get out of here? Can you get out of a dungeon? <laughs> is there a way to get out? The, through the one window. Oh, shit. You got to crawl out that motherfucker. I think um, the one thing I would say is I think it'd be really a nice treat for everyone if you do your Kermit voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, sir. That's not happening. One of these days. <laughs> One of these, I'll sell you on it. One of these days. <laughs> ABC, always be closing. Yes, sir. You think that was cool? All right, and that's a wrap for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to leave a review. Five stars is preferred. Help us spread the word. Uh, tell a friend, tell a family member, follow us on social media. If you guys need anything from me, you can get me directly at my email, which is ray at wordsovereyeshow.com. Again, we appreciate it. Talk to you next time.